Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast. Industry really to share their insights. It's about five questions to nine minutes. Packers never sleep. Let's get to it. Repeat offender, Michael Crandall, or Mike, is on the show again. CEO of Digital Beachhead. We'll be talking about that as we get moving. He was our number 77 in May of 2021 podcast guest. And he just hammered how we should strengthen the eye in the CIA triad. Today, we're going to talk about a whole lot of new things. It should be a lot of fun. But Mike, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the Cyber Pro Podcast? Laurel, thanks for having us back and having me back. Um, life is busy. Uh, apparently, the cyber criminals and cyber threats decided not to take a vacation or uh, take a longer holiday. So we have been busy pushing out um, our cyber risk management, cybersecurity, uh, virtual CISO uh, services to small to medium-sized businesses. We've recently won two awards from Wealth and Finance International, uh, one being the most client-focused and the other being that we are working with a lot of space startups in the space industry. So we won an Innovation in Space Cybersecurity Award. So I'm proud. That is we are We are now intergalactic. We were international, now we're intergalactic. We're in space. That is amazing. So I expect to see, uh, you know, a satellite at some point fly over my house with your head right on it, just flashing down at me. I was hoping for a logo, but, you know, because I got a face for radio. <laughs> Fair enough. So those who don't want to see the video can just go to Spotify or Apple and listen to this instead. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Mike. Talk to me a little bit about how the cybersecurity landscape has evolved over the past few years. Well, increasingly we're hearing AI, AI, chat GBT, you know, and how should I be worried or how can I use it? Um, what we're finding is those moderate, not the advanced threat actors, but those moderate threat actors that kind of stumble their way into your network that we would normally see, they now have the ability to kind of build better tools. They're using this AI to help them build a little better tool set. So it's not a necessarily an increase in the threats, but the ability of the threats have gotten a little sharper. Um, and now people are worried about them losing their data when they try to use chat GBT. So we're partnering with a company in Israel that's developing uh, kind of a proxy technology that you can use ChatGBT on your data for data analytics without actually giving ChatGBT any of your data to play with. Fantastic. So, so we're working into this new AI. It, you know, it, it's gone from buzzword to like, oh, people are now using it. We got we to gotta kind of step up and figure out what to do with it to make it secure, safe, and other. I know. All right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually seen recently that ChatGPT has put out a business uh, service version where the business can actually purchase the tool instead of just letting us schmucks use it like crazy. So, yeah, and I think they're they're kind of going into the you know we can look at your data, right? And that's the problem. Yeah, you no, know, me asking, write me a better email, and they write right. email. Uh, nothing really lost. No secrets lost there. You know. But if I'm like, hey, I'd like to know where the best place to put some access points in a network that looks like this, I could be giving ChatGBT way too much information. So that's where we're kind of, you know, stepping aside and thinking about that kind of stuff. Nice. You, you kind of already led me down this path, but the next question really is about 
uh, asking you if you're seeing any emerging trends or technologies or approaches that you're excited about. Obviously, we just talked about AI. Are there other ones? Um, I think um, incorporating that AI into the cyber toolkits in the sense of um, pattern learning, uh, user network learning, stuff that maybe we would do manually, like, oh, I look and Rick, I've noticed over a week, he's only logging in between these hours so I can kind of monitor off hours and set up rule sets. AI is now able to kind of, or even if it's not strict AI, it's machine learning, but it's able to do that kind of process learning to adapt more rapidly in your security tool sets. Um, and that's going to be the future, you know? Yes, no, I totally agree. You work with a lot of customers, and I'd be curious if you could share a real-world cybersecurity story and the lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it. Absolutely. So we had mm -hmm. uh, a fairly large uh, manufacturing company that um, we've been securing and locking down and you know taking all the steps needed, providing them the guidance. And one of their senior executives was still using their personal email and tablets kind of off network, you know? And so they became vulnerable on that device. Then there was a business email compromise. And what was really strange was they, the uh, threat decided to create an email not to the company or not interfere in the company directly. They waited, and as soon as the senior executive added a new finance official to the finance department, to the bank, saying this person is authorized, Rick is now authorized to do all this, they were like, oh, hold on a minute, and business email compromise coming from the executive, add Mike as well, but Mike didn't exist. But they knew what documents were needed, what information was needed. When that executive got a phone call, to confirm, they were like, are you adding people to the account? He's like, yep, absolutely. Added the people to the account because it was people. Yeah. They didn't do names. They, you know, there was mistakes made on the side. <laughs> and eventually the money was transferred out of their bank account to a foreign entity. Working with the FBI, we were able to get the money frozen in Mexico, track down the offenders as far as names, not that we can do anything really with them. But it just, if you think you're securing something, but you still have these satellite objects and devices and things that aren't a part of your security suite, that you're still introducing that risk. So don't ever feel you're safe if, you know, you feel you're safe would be my lesson. Love it. So here's the fun final question. Previously, we asked you what your favorite piece of retro technology was, but What's your favorite piece of current technology that makes you smile? Uh, I play with two different things. I am a proponent of the firewall of fire. Nice. It, you know, one-time fee, you can put it into any home network, small business, you know, play with it from your phone. Um, yep. For people who are like, I can't afford. Yes, you can. And there's this new, I think it's called a stingray but it's the new honeypot that you can buy for a small network, pop it in, mm -hmm. and it's a now built-in honeypot for your network. Again, affordable one-time fee, 
you know, easy peasy. So it's, it's a great little honey pot in a box. Love it. Mike, thank you so much for being on the Cyber Pro Podcast again. No worries. Glad to be here. Thank you for tuning into the Cyber Pro Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.